0: Welcome to Tool World. We're your host. I'm Gordon Zhu.
1: and I'm David Ju, and we're here to discuss everything about ITF patterns. If you're interested in learning more, make sure to like the podcast.
0: Hey, David, how's it going today?
1: It's good. How are you doing?
0: Doing great. Okay.
1: Uh,
0: so today, I think we're going to talk a little bit about um, the pattern Chanji. Mm-hmm. Okay. You ever get any questions uh, about Chanji? From students? Yeah. Anything um, specific that um, students are wondering about Chanji?
1: Uh, not really. Not too many. Not
0: too many. It's too basic, would you yeah. say? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little it
0: bit. is a little bit basic. Is that one? Of, I know you uh, have a club and mm-hmm. um, are you, you're starting off with four directional punch and four directional block, right? I mean, that's yeah. the way most people do that. Right. And your guys aren't ready for Chunji yet, are
1: they? Probably not. I'm um, still learning how to move in the same direction, um, whether that's clockwise or kind of clockwise. Um, but, you know, Chunji is a little different where you, you know, you go clockwise and clockwise. So probably not yet.
0: Yeah. yeah. And now you have older students. So do you find mm-hmm. that um, in four directional um, punch, for example, do you find them uh, having problems going to the left? Side the pretty simple for them.
1: Uh, it's pretty simple. Most basically learn it in a day, and then they'll remember it by next week too. It's um, very easy. It's a lot easier than if we we're like
0: teaching uh, children. Sure. Yeah, I think a lot of um, a lot of children have a hard time with that left side. So I guess the question is, at what age do they know the difference between right and left?
1: I don't know, maybe eight, nine, <laughs> maybe eight or nine, <laughs> seven, nah, eight or nine.
0: <laughs> so what's kind of interesting about Chanji, I think, is that um, you turn towards your back.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, You know, and that's the first time we actually turn towards our back. Right. And I think that really sets up some of the more difficult techniques, like a back kick, mm-hmm. although for people that have been doing martial art for a while that's not a big a deal but i think chunji with um, the training of turning towards our back helps us develop that that uh, direction
1: mm-hmm. uh yeah no i definitely agree i think a um, big part about chanji would be just the pivoting because you have like a quarter turn pivot um which you see in directional punch and directional block and then like you said you have the the like a 180 degree turn pivot which is sure um you know c- helps definitely helps you set up for like back kick for a lot of the kicks or a lot of the turning you know just to protect your knee
0: yeah I totally agree so what is the meaning of chanji literally mention. right yeah i mean what is the definition heaven and earth right. you know mm-hmm. um is the beginning of human history the oriental interpretation of the world mm-hmm. right right <laughs> of the creation of the world. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of uh why nineteen movements?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Have you heard why there is nineteen movements? I have not not. So that's interesting, isn't it, that you know, most of these patterns have um some kind of meaning of the number of movements. Not right. not all, mm-hmm. but some some of the definitions in the in the meaning of the pattern, right? Mm-hmm. So here's something that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. If you take, um, how many gups are there?
1: <clears throat> Ten.
0: Ten. How many dans are there?
1: Nine.
0: Nine. Mm-hmm. The two adds up to? Nineteen. Could that be the reason? <laughs> <laughs> no, it could be. Could be. It could be. Yeah. Why not? Uh, you know, I guess that, that would be something to do some research on. Mm-hmm. Right. For sure. Right. Chunji is such a um, really basic pattern. You know, at the World Championships, well, until those last couple of ones where you could only do the pattern of your rank. Mm-hmm. But before, the lowest pattern that could be selected as uh, the designated pattern was, was it Dangun? Were
1: the lowest we, they could have chose
0: right no 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 that the, the judges could pick
1: was mm. chun oh it was it's, chunji
0: chunji was yeah. not the lowest one
1: it was i think Don-gun. it was
0: donggun right mm-hmm. right gun so why not pick chunji i mean i know some some schools or some organizations like to have the chunji challenge right do you think that's too basic is it too i mean you do have to be pretty good but most people when you're at that level probably are pretty good and how would you judge that
1: right uh i think it'd become too too subjective if you do chunji. you
0: think it's a personal preference where a, an umpire might think of it as um oh i like that guy because i know him i yeah. mean i think part of that happens anyway <laughs> right
1: right yeah but like uh, what do we grade based on it's like power rhythm and technical right Right, um, that's what I'm saying. So Trendy,
0: yeah, <laughs> you at 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 that level when you've been training for a few years, everyone is pretty good at that.
1: Right. I mean, technical would probably be almost the same, and then rhythm would be the same. I mean, at least with dong gun, you get like um, fast motion, right? Right. Um, right. And you get moving both forward and backwards and side to side, so you get like a different type of rhythm. I think with Chunji, I would kind of come down to just power, right? And then, you know, power would be just highly subjective because you're going to get a lot of people that are, you know, different sizes, especially for patterns, you know, different ranks. Or same rank, but different sizes. And then, you know, it's just, I think it's just too too simple of a pattern.
0: Right. Yeah. I think you're right. But, you know, you do bring up a question, a good question or a comment about power how do we define power sometimes uh, in class uh, I have black belts that would um, say more power more power but think about that if I was a student what does that mean how do I create more power is that more effort how do mm-hmm. I actually create mm-hmm. more power and every and like you said everyone has a little bit different power right, right. if you're smaller it may not that kind of power that person might have definitely might not be able to break a board yet someone that has similar movement just because they're bigger could break a board mm-hmm. so how do we define power how do we how do we identify who's got power and who doesn't have power and is it fair to say that power is because of how big they are or how much effort they put into it
1: i mean I, that's like the subjectiveness right we have a, a teenager that's 130 pounds against a uh, adult 190,
0: right? Right. <clears throat> and obviously, the, the kid that's 190 is, is going to hit a little bit harder. Well, Right,
1: right.
0: I don't know. I guess in everyday term, but from a taekwondo term, it may not be.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Because you do have small guys that can break massive amount of wood.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you can have a big guy who, who doesn't do taekwondo does, can hardly break anything. That happens yeah. as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So right. you see that. I think um, to be an umpire to see what power is is, is really that speed of the technique, right? Since right. General Chase says that power is one half times mass times velocity squared. Right. And so it's all that fundamental or the theory of power. To be able to see how fast a technique is moving is really the key to power. I always right. think that's the key to power. Right. And it doesn't matter how big you are, but looking at the way the speed is moving
1: mm-hmm.
0: is the way I would judge power. That's the way I would do it anyway. So it doesn't right. matter how big they are and then I wouldn't I wouldn't measure it by how many boards they would break. So you could have a maybe an eight year old
1: mm-hmm.
0: who has nice technical speed, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you could say, that kid has power
1: mm-hmm.
0: without having to hit something. Right. Or you could see a, <clears throat> a person that's 180 pounds who isn't accelerating the, the technique.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you go, no, doesn't have power. Right. Even though he might be able to knock out the kid.
1: Right, right. No, I definitely agree.
0: Yeah. So I think when you come, to, come back to Chunji, where you've done it so many times, I think it's very difficult you know, when you get to a certain level. Yeah. I mean, if you're a black belt, that Chunji should have been done a few thousand times.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I agree. I think, you know, since I've competed quite a bit, I was, you know, after each tournament, I remember sometimes we get second place and Catherine would be like, oh, like, you know, he did this better. But she'd always say, like, oh, the power was always like the same between the two. And I was like, Really, I was like trying so hard, you know. Yeah. Um, and then you know, it just comes kind of comes out to comes down to the point that eventually, your power for most students competing at a higher level is pretty much the same. You know, if you're going for the first and second place, it's always it, your power is pretty much the same. You know.
0: Oh, so you're saying that <clears throat> when you get to a certain level, like when you're competing for first or second at a world championship. That every most people, I shouldn't say everyone, but most people um, have already found how to deliver power.
1: Yeah, I would. Yeah. I or would. how
0: to deliver speed, I guess we should say.
1: Right, how to deliver speed. I think at the higher level that most most people that do end up first, second, or third place are definitely how the, they already know how to generate that speed and everything because never have I ever like really lost a tournament because, like, someone said, oh, like, you had less power than them, you know. Most of the time, it's more of a technical thing. A piercing kick or, you know, um, technical movements um, within the pattern. But it's never really been about, like, speed or power.
0: Hmm, that that's, interesting. that's interesting. That's to, interesting to hear that. Now, yeah. anyway, getting back to Chanji, do you find it interesting how in the first movement right we actually move in towards our opponent to do a low side block Mm -hmm. isn't that kind of interesting I mean that kind of means that someone's doing a like a low kick to your low section of your body right wouldn't uh, wouldn't it be more intuitive to actually step back and -hmm. block to avoid the kick as opposed to moving forward towards the kick
1: right no, that is interesting. I mean, it kind of goes back to when we do, like, knife defense, right?
0: Sure. What um, What do you mean by that,
1: though? Uh, it goes back do, to knife defense. Well, whenever we practice knife defense, we always want to step in towards when we're moving forward.
0: We want to move the forward. Right. We want to
1: move forward, right. And, you know, if you step backwards for, like, a low side block to block the front snap kick, you can't really counterattack moving forward because you'd step I mean I guess you could step back and then step forward but that's kind of counter.
0: Oh I see what you're saying. So what you're saying is that if I step back and block I'm not in the dis- I'm not in the position to really counterattack from yeah. that position. Yeah. Yeah, no I that's totally agree with that. I think that that's true. You can obviously there are different ways of counterattacking, right? Mm-hmm. Um with another kick or something like that. But from a basic walking stance position, punching them would definitely be out of range. Right. I kind of see it as a learning tool that by moving forward to um, block,
1: mm-hmm. it's
0: more like an interception or more like a jam. Mm-hmm. Right. right. But the real power of a kick is really not in the beginning. It's at the end, right? When it's fully extended. Right. And so if I intercept it or jam it before the kick is actually fully extended, Mm -hmm. you catch it before it has the maximum power. Right. That's kind of what I think. So I'm not sure. Maybe. Yeah. You know, one of the discussions that we've had about Mm Chanji is that it literally means heaven and earth, right? One represents the heaven and one represents the earth. Doing Chanji, the first movement is a low side block. If one represents the heaven and one represents the earth, why does the hand move downward since heaven is usually above us, right? Mm-hmm. And the second part, it's a mid side block with the inner form, but it's pointing, okay. you know, that's pointing upward, like towards the heaven. So why wouldn't it be earth and heaven?
1: Why wouldn't it be heaven and the
0: earth? Well, so right now it says, um, the meaning is heaven and earth, right? Mm-hmm. And the first movement though, is a low side block, which mm-hmm. to me, why would that be heaven? And why that's would that's the other cool. part be earth? Because one represents the heaven and one represents the earth. Right. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, <clears throat> you know, when you think about that, because I was asking the students about that, and they, they go, Hmm, that's interesting. If you think about like, if I was in the heaven, mm-hmm. And I was looking down towards the earth. That mm-hmm. would make sense. That the right. first movement. That you're in the heavens looking down towards the earth. Mm-hmm. And then the second part is. I'm on earth looking up towards the heaven. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's too. Maybe I'm reaching too much for that. What do you think?
1: I think it's quite a bit of a reach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I mean. It, I feel. you know. I don't think everything has to have like a. A set purpose you know yeah um i i just don't think it needs to have it always have meaning if you're trying to go for two the two types of things and the pattern should have been like 20 movements instead of 19 right should have been even i just think that
0: you don't you don't always need to have meaning for everything yeah that, that could be a, that could be true Anyway, those are just some ideas about uh, Chunji. If you, as a listener, like to add a comment or wanted to have more discussion, I think there's an option on the ANCOR app, and you can message us, and we can bring that message in and and um, talk a little bit about the about the topic. We'll catch uh, everyone else on the next podcast. Good. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for
1: talking, Master Ju.
0: Thank you, David. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope that you enjoyed it.
1: We hope to see you next time.